Sipping on some 40s, yeah, yeah. Talking about the 40s, so yeah. His 40s are 40s, so yeah, oh yeah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another rousing episode of 40s on 40s. I'm Seth. I'm Josh. And uh, today we're going to be looking at four more hits from the Billboard Hot 100. So uh, without further ado, let's crack these bad boys open. <laughs> what do we got here, Josh? We have Pacifico. Oh, yes. Bayena? I don't know. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Bayena. Lots of like Adele. Pacif- yeah. I'm not going to try and, like, tr- yeah. speak Spanish here when I'm not a Spanish speaker. What, what are those called? Um, lifesavers? Uh, anchors? No, it's not an anchor. It's a life... It's, um... Oh, know, like a flotation Yeah, it's you thing. throw people to save... I think it's a lifesaver. I'm just going to call it a lifesaver, yeah. It's very nice. I was more looking at the whale and the anchor in the middle. Yeah, gold that was cool. Did I ever tell you, by the way, um, that I'm a huge Moby Dick fan? No, like, the novel? Yeah, the novel. Okay, I know there's... Okay, so you read the book and you liked it a lot. Yeah, no, I read the book. Uh, it was on a really long train ride up to U- up to my hometown, like, many years ago. And that was basically all I had. It was given to me by a good friend in college, and... Uh, and I read the whole thing on the way up. I like because yeah. it was a really stressful train ride, so I couldn't sleep. So I literally just read Moby Dick, and uh, that's it was real, that's intense, dude. It was that long of a reading. I was session. transported. I would literally read it and then like go to sleep and have dreams about like being on a boat and then wake <laughs> up and like keep reading it. It was like a crazy lucid dream. It was almost like peyote, but there was no peyote. It was just like real life. So you experienced it. Yeah. Like, you didn't I, just read it. It was crazy. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, it, you know, I really like it a lot. It does look like a, I think it was a sperm whale. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a sperm it's whale. It's gold, though, on the Pacific Gold. Right. Um, yeah, I, I have not read it. I watched a movie from, like, the 50s. It was pretty cool. Was there a movie, um, Dick movie from the 50s? Yeah. Oh, 40s, wow. 40s or 50s. I think it was 50s. It was in color. Um, That's so cool. Gregory Peck, maybe, might have been in it. Oh. Um, but, yeah, I didn't read it, but I just... All the only review I've ever heard from a friend that had read it was like there was so many pages devoted to the details of whaling, <laughs> of whaling, of whaling, <laughs> and they That's and they true. were just really bored. I mean, and they, this person was an <laughs> avid reader. They're like an, they love books they read, and like I'm sure she got something out of it. But I love books. Then I read Moby <laughs> Dick. Yeah. No, I mean that's that's the thing is that the, the book is offset with like why is it called a sperm whale? Let's talk about that. For like what the years. fuck's the dorsal fin? Let's just go into like 20 pages of it. Right. So it's a little obtuse sometimes, but um, I think the other thing too is the the friend that lent it to me had taken a class wherein the direct the professor talked at length about the book right. so she had all these notes that were in it yeah. so i could actually oh, look yeah. at that and oh, that's like so awesome i love when there's notes in yeah, yeah it was really great so i almost had like a companion like while i was reading it which actually really helped a lot i think if i didn't have that i would think it was a lot boring a lot more boring than it was yeah. Um, but because I had that, I was like, oh, this is epic and sick and let's do it. So I was all about it. There's there's something uh, there's something kind of sweet and intimate about um, when you when someone lets you borrow a book and then you see their notes. Yeah. Uh, I like that. No, I do too. That's, I, that's happened to me. Yeah. One of my favorite things is like going to a used bookstore and like finding a book that secretly like has like notes written in it. Yeah. And, like I think that's so cool to like yeah. kind of get a glimpse into like what the previous owner was like thinking or going through or like how they felt about the book you just sparked you sparked a memory that i just forgot for until now yeah what's that? what's that when i was when i was like 17 i checked out as a like as as i lay dying by faulkner oh yeah i love that book from my local public public library and um it's like one of my favorite books dude and uh I got to the middle, and then there, there's, like, a photograph. It was, like, a bookmark. Oh. And it was, like... It looked like a Polaroid. Wow. Um, but based on, like, the um, the environment... And it was... Okay, it was two young girls... Or not young girls, but two girls around my age, maybe a little older. Yeah. Just hanging out in a house, and you could see through a window there was, like, snow. It looked like East Coast. Huh. And... But based on what they were wearing, it looked, like, pretty recent. And oh, I was okay. Just like, I was like, man, this is just so bizarre. Huh. You know, and, like, I... I I 
considered maybe keeping it, but I was like, no, I think I'd rather just put it back and yeah, totally. Whatever else. And Did the Polaroid like have anything written on it, or was it just like? No, um, it was just these two. They just looked like two friends, like two nineteen-year-old girls that were just close friends hanging out at a, in a living room. That's that's really. They cool, were posing. Man. It wasn't like right. You know, they, it was just like, hey, like we're happy to be here, or whatever. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, man, that yeah, that's a really like. That's a really cool thing to find. Okay, one more thing before we get to the music. Yeah, yeah. I also, I bought a used copy of, um, I think it's called Bloom. It's a beach house record. I bought a used copy. Oh, okay. <laughs> I bought a used copy and I opened it up and there was a super sweet, like, um, happy birthday, but it had this, like, sort of romantic undertone from a girl to a guy. Oh, that's in awesome. The sleep. Yeah, so, like, the guy, it was probably the guy, and he sold it to the store that I bought it from, and he probably left the note in there. Oh. I'm assuming that's what happened. I don't Damn. know. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and actually, <laughs> you sparked a memory that I had. <laughs> Sorry, it's like the, the chain. Yeah. But um, I actually, so I went to my local amoeba, and by my local amoeba, I mean the one that's in Southern California. Right. And um, what I what I do a lot because I'm like the only one of my friends that really actively buys CDs anymore is I'll like troll around uh, the the clearance section at Amoeba mm-hmm. and I'll see like what I can find in there because there's all kinds of like cool weird shit in there and sometimes yeah. I'll just troll through and see. And I found this Sleater Kinney record uh, that I had been wanting for a long time and like I didn't think I'd ever come across in the clearance section, but it was there and it was like three bucks. So I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, Trying to remember which album it was. I think it, it was the one with Woe. Oh, man. That's, well, anyway, but... Um, yeah, and so I got it, and I remember, like, you know, looking at the... Because I'm always, like, a big fan of looking at the artwork and stuff. And so I, like, pulled, that, pulled it out of the, the jewel case, and I was looking at it. And someone had actually drawn, like, a, like a picture... Whoa. And it was just like in the sleeve, <laughs> and I kind of forget what it was now, but it was on like a piece of like uh, construction paper, like it wasn't normal paper, like it was like it was like pink or light red construction paper, and someone had just like drawn something on it mm. and just like kept it in there. Um, and I was like, that's super fucking cool. And so it's like, I remember like putting it back, you know, it's, it's my copy of the CD now, so I have it, but maybe when I'm done with it, I'll, you know, give it back and maybe someone else can find it. Right. Anyway, let's crack open these forties, dude. Sweet. Uh, for the, for the listeners at home, this is actually the second time now in a row that these are not twist offs, uh, which means that they're the real deal (laughs) officially. It also means we can't spill them because we can't put the caps back on. So just you know, be wary. Not to not to <laughs> cramp your style or anything. Tell you how to drink. Anyway, let me live my life. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Cheers to. Cheers to Moby Dick. To Moby Dick and to random intimate little things and books and CDs. And yeah. Stuff. All right. Cheers, dude. <laughs> Cheers. This is the first time. Wow. This is the first time that I was taking a sip and I heard the the <laughs> I heard the <laughs> That's that's the problem with listening back to our own episodes, Josh, yeah. is that we're gonna know the sound cues before we even put them in. I could put in a random noise key right here and I would like imagine what slowly, it was. Slowly slowly our lives are gonna turn into like the podcast. <laughs> we're just gonna hear all these sounds and references when we it, it's like Will Ferrell in Stranger Than Fiction. Yeah. Like someone's yeah. gonna be narrating his life yeah. and he's not gonna realize it. Anyway That said uh, or that aside, I really enjoyed that. That was really good. This might be my this is probably my favorite forty so far. Yeah, this is great. You know, actually I normally drink Pacifico like in the regular twelve ounce or whatever size. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize they had forty. So I was really excited when you told me that they had them. Oh, yeah. Because, um, yeah, this, this is just a really good kind of beer. So it's going to be a nice, enjoyable episode, I think. Oh, yeah. Not dying or drinking something foul. Um, <laughs> like, you know, a majority of the episodes have been. Um, anyway, let's check out where the charts are. Um, I figure we'll just rapid fire these because we're starting to get down to the wire here. And uh, we have a lot to throw down. So, number one, still Bodeck Yellow. Um it's, not going anywhere, I don't think. 
Uh, number two is Rockstar. Number three is Mi Gente. Number four is 1-800. Number five is Look What You Made Me Do. Number six is Feel It Still. Number seven is Thunder. Number eight is Sorry Not Sorry. Number nine is Despacito. Number 10 is Unforgettable. Number 11 is Believer. Number 12 is Rake It Up. Number 13 is Too Good at Goodbyes. Number 14 is Strip That Down. Number 15 is Attention. Number 16 is Bank Account. Number seven... Teen. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Number 17 is uh, There's Nothing Holding Me Back. Number 18 is Slow Hands. Number 19 is What Lovers Do. Number 20 is Shape of You. 21 is Wild Thoughts. 22 is Humble. 23 is That's What I Like. 24 is I Get the Bag. 25 is What About Us. Feel free to put on some like transitional music here. Uh, 26 is Praying. 27 is Young, Dumb, and Broke. 28 is What Ifs, which brings us to 29. Uh, Havana by uh, Camila Cabe- Cabello, Cabello, featuring Young Thug. Um, I have no idea what to expect out of this. I I know Young Thug, but um, I he's tends to be on everything right now, so I don't really know what this is gonna sound like. So gotta tell you i think i know uh who gets the award for the uh most uh potentially um underused feature of all time it's gonna be this song in pharrell williams like apparently pharrell williams was on this track but he was in the back doing like the hey and like the uh and like just like that the, was it yeah that was. i thought that was like Distracting and <laughs> really out of place. I, I felt really? I felt that that did not help the song in any way. Yeah, I felt like it was kind of like a percussive element, but it was also sort of just like an ad lib and like kind of distracting. Yeah, it was supposed to be a yeah percussive slash attitudinal. <laughs> attitudinal. I mean, I, at some points it was okay, but other points it just felt distracting and like yeah. I feel like if you just want to put this on as background music and like set a vibe. That's one thing, but to sit down and actively listen to it, like, eh. I was kind of... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like... Well, I think it's that <clears throat> the 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 song, it didn't have any variance between its chorus and its verses, you know? Right, which is why I feel like it makes for good background vibe music, or vibe music. Yeah, exactly. Like, I could see this being in, like, a movie when, like, you know, someone's trying to, like, sneak into a casino or, like, right. some other kind of sultry scenario. Um, but yeah, I don't really see, you know what? I could see it being used for like salsa dance lessons. Mm-hmm. Like if, yeah. you, if you just need like a cool beat to jive to. Yeah. But like, yeah, I don't really think, I don't know. I don't really think it's like a solid, like let's, let's put this CD on and take in the intricacies of the songwriting. Well, it's not like it, it in my opinion, it, it doesn't offer anything interesting or insightful or emotional lyrically. Right. Um, it's kind of it's just okay. It's middle of the road, and then very repetitive. And then like her singing was just like in between, you know, the whole apathetic yet um, potentially tantalizing or sexual. In, right. In between those two things, and <laughs> it was like <laughs> I like some of her singing, like you know, some of the melodies, the yeah. ooze and stuff was cool. But... Totally, totally. But she did definitely have like that bored seductress vibe going. Yeah, bored seductress. Um, yeah, I thought her voice itself was quite good, though. Um, you know, I really enjoyed, um, yeah, I enjoyed, like, how she, how she metered out those verses, and, like, the choruses were, were well enough. I think, I think the, the, the elephant in the room, though, that we need to talk about here is Young Thug. Um, he was the one who did that guest verse in the book. Yeah, I don't, I didn't, like... I don't know what can I say. Big like, long sigh Like I just I didn't find it interesting or uh, evocative the whole mumble rap singing and sure. like and the even the content, lyrical content, like Yeah. It's just like fucking it's just like fucking whatever, you know? It's like yeah. a fucking bologna sandwich that it's like whatever man. <laughs> Whatever, dude. You go, you go to lunch and you open it up and you're like, ah, oh, bologna again. Come yeah. on, mom. I thought I told you I've had mm. this all school year. 
I just want something different. I don't want Young Thug in my lunchbox anymore, Mom. Yes, yes, it, it might be worse than that. It might be like, oh, you just get a can of Spam. <laughs> no sandwich, just a just a tin can. Spam. That's yeah. your lunch. It's like, damn it, Mom, I don't even have a can opener. <laughs> Fuck it, I'll just get this free milk and play some tetherball. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, free milk and play some tetherball? <laughs> yeah. Dude, tetherball's great. Um, yeah. I would... <laughs> I would much rather play tennis ball than do many other things in life in general. Well, here's my take on Young Thug. Um, I'm actually relatively familiar with him, only in the worst way possible, um, because I he, I've heard a lot of his songs before. And his style is normally, like, he's super yelpy, and like, <laughs> like, like yeah, like, I'll, I'll pl- I will play you a track later, but I'm, you know, but it's like, it's like this Yelp, but it's all super hardcore auto-tuned, like, to the point where, like, every, every sonic, like, plateau of his Yelp all goes to, like, a note, so it sounds like you're taking your hand and sliding it across a keyboard. Right. He, um, I mean, that was a little bit in this song. Happening. Yeah. You know, it's like, it, I'm just very tired of that effect. Like, if it was done, yeah. in a, if it was done in a new way, or the lyric, or the delivery, if somehow it was new, or interesting but it just wasn't sure yeah well what i was getting at though is that normally like his vibe is a lot more like loud and aggressive and honestly pretty obnoxious okay and so in this song to see him so subdued was actually kind of a surprise and um kind of a huge um a huge subversion of what he normally does because uh like there's this song called lifestyle which is the song i'm thinking of and he is just completely uh you can't even hear the words that he's saying. It doesn't even sound like he's speaking English. Like, his words are so slurred and mumbled, but they're so auto-tuned and just, right. like, pitch-corrected to shit that you can't even understand what he's saying anymore. That was, like, I... That's, like, this song. I also had a trouble understanding for those reasons. Right, exactly. But at least in this song, he was singing a little bit, like, softer. Yeah. And... It, I mean, he wasn't doing any better <laughs> at enunciating his words, right. but at least he wasn't just, like, yelping all over the place, <laughs> because that's what he normally does. That's what I, th- that I thought Yelp. it was going to be. I thought it was going to be, like, the chill vibe, and then he was just going to, like, come in with the yelp real hard, <laughs> but he actually didn't. He was really, uh, he was a lot more subdued, which actually surprised me. Um, uh, I almost was on the verge of liking it, um... But there was just like again these weird auto tune things that happened that just kind of took me out of the moment. So I don't know. I think this song was like very like it was pretty middle of the road. Like yeah, you said, in, ter- you know? in terms of in terms of my enjoyment of of these top forty songs, it was like middle, maybe slightly below middle. Yeah, maybe middle because it was at at the very least I could put it on as like background vibe. Yeah. And I would enjoy it, which a lot of other songs I couldn't even do. Yeah. So. Um, now, what I do want to talk about real quick, actually, is the um, the trumpet part, because it's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I think the reason why I'm sort of agreeing with you that this is definitely a background song is, like, the horn had a solo, but it was so buried in the mix that, like, it was like the mix was doing its hardest to not make it stand out at all. Yeah, I didn't... Yeah, I didn't... I wouldn't call it a solo, like, it, yeah, I would agree, it was more of a, um, more of a little extra spice in the mix, you know? Yeah, I mean, it... A little bit of salt, you know? Yeah, I think what it was is I'm calling it a solo because I really wish that it was a solo. Right. Like, because I could tell that it was doing some stuff, and I was sort of waiting for it to take off, but it was so far back in the mix, I was like, oh, okay, it's not going to do anything. Um, but I really wish it had, because I feel like that would have added some very much-needed like spice to this song you know it's got that it's got that latin kick it but it doesn't have a spice in it it's weird it doesn't have enough spice or enough kick or yeah it didn't you know yeah it's very like surface level but not really yeah i just need i need more pepper in the in the salsa dude that's what i'm talking about the salsa was just too bland it was too close to like marinara sauce or some shit no yeah. that's, i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> it was just like <laughs> needs, Well marinara can be bland though It needs more uh, The salsa needs more Serrano peppers Absolutely spicy. Anything dude Some kind of Some kind of You know Something other than just base You know Right you Need a little more than that Yeah it's like You just give me tomato and onion Maybe a little cilantro What what the fuck's that We need more than that I don't even think it had cilantro I think it was literally Just tomato, tomato and onion, onion. Ugh. 
<laughs> no, no lime juice, no yeah. salt. Which again, no. like it's not bad, but it, I'm not gonna remember it. You yeah. know, I'm gonna I'm gonna have it in no the back. No garlic. How could you forget the garlic? Oh, come on, man. What kind of restaurant did we go to to get this salsa of this shame, shameful level? We went to the Hot 100. <laughs> I wish there was a restaurant called the Hot 100 and they would just make food Have that was... A hundred year old hot women. What? <laughs> Helen, Helen actually just started working there. Yeah, that's... Oh, man. Um, oh, Hank, I, I got a new job. <laughs> you know, I was wondering how long it would take for them to come back into the podcast. It was literally great. not even... I love them so much, it's hard, it's hard <laughs> not to talk about them. They're a part of you now, Josh. You'll carry with them, them with you forever. <laughs> hey, come come check me out in my new outfit at work. Yeah, my girlfriend, Helen, she's working at the Hot 100 <laughs> now. She's getting all the dudes to come out and check out her sweet moves. Yeah. What really know. gets her working, though, is when I throw on some of that good old-fashioned butt rock yeah. and just really start the hip shaking, you know? It's just really <laughs> takes it to the next level. refrain from this comment I could have That's probably the furthest yeah. we need to take. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think our, I think we're pretty pretty settled on this song, though. Um, yeah. I mean, again, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't it wasn't good, in my opinion. It was middle of the road. So, next, after that one, uh, looks like it is going to be... Well, 30 is XO Tour LLIF3. Um, then we got Body Like a Back Road. Then we got something just like this. Then we've got Love Galore. Under that is Perfect by good old Ed Sheeran. Don't sigh, Josh. You don't know if it's going to be as boring as the last one I mean that's actually me just trying to make you feel better it probably will be alright Sheeran let's see what you got <laughs> let's see what you got Sheeran come on Sheeran give us a little bit of a pulse here come on man I don't know. I don't know how we did it. I don't. Um, I don't know how we got this far in our technological advances. Uh, how, how we accidentally pulled this off, but I think we accidentally just went to another dimension. We, um, we did. It's the dimension of background music. <laughs> all the songs—they're all background music, dude. I just—I look around me, and it's just yeah. all music that's in the background. This was elevator music, and/or I also thought of like. When you're Christmas shopping at a mall. <laughs> yes, dude. You're Christmas shopping at a mall. Yes. And, it's just playing, like, oh. <laughs> and you're just like, and you're like there, like third wheeling it with your like really disgustingly cute like couple friend. And they're like, oh my god, let's get like matching hats. And you're yeah. in the back just listening just to the shitty music. Yeah. I guess it's not, I mean, it's not shitty. That's kind of rude. It's, it's cute. Uh, it's like well intentioned. It's just so fucking boring, dude. I just... It just... It was... Okay. It's just bland, and it doesn't sound sincere. Like, there is literally... It's like... It just... It sucked out any ounce of, like, emotion or, like... Sincerity. Yeah. And it just replaced it with, with... just pure Some sort saccharin, of, like label formula to extract as many pennies as they could. <laughs> it's like this. It's stupid. Like I just want to describe the motion that Josh just made. He actually like put his hands together as though he was extracting pennies, extracting yeah. pennies, and kind of like kind of like wiggling his fingers away from his body as he yeah. was doing it. It was really great. Um, <laughs> that said, it did remind me a little bit of like nineties, um, like. Uh, and I swear for sure yeah, there's like yeah. very similar melodies and vocal trills but at least yeah. and I swear like I forgot the name of the band but, or the group but at least like they they sounded fucking passionate the singer was, was very passionate yeah the singers there's like yeah. even like interesting like uh, you know changes and, mm-hmm. and ad libs and it, passion and like yeah. you have more interesting harmonies different people singing like um, yeah I don't, this was just 
It's it's funny because I uh, feel like this sort of felt like the the next generation of like middle school slow dance music to me. I hope not. Um. Yeah. Right. But like we were spoiled because back in the day we had like Casey and JoJo. We had Genuine. We had all kinds of great, great like R and B bands that could just fucking it could get you on that floor. You'd be up against the wall. You'd be like, oh man, there's that. There's that person out there I think is real cute. Do I want to dance with them? You know what? Yeah, sorry. And then your buddy would be like, fuck <laughs> yeah, dude. You should do it. And then, like, the swelling would happen and there would inevitably be wind chimes. And then, like, a singer would come in with that high with that high note and you'd be like, yep, it's time. It's and that's time how to do it. That's how you do it. How you do did, it. You, did you dance with people in um well we went over this in the last episode I was really short and uh, not a lot of people wanted to dance with me I had I had a crush on um I definitely had a crush on a girl um although luckily I discovered that she wasn't the slow dancing type either which was great because I was like yeah fuck this so we ended up like hanging out and like not slow dancing and being like look at all those sad motherfuckers slow dancing and then we would terrorize people. It was great. That's good, yeah. Um, I actually did, though. I have a story. Um, I I was a fucking hardcore wingman for one of my friends. Because <laughs> there was a girl out there that he liked. And he was like, oh, man, I don't know how to dance with her. And I was like, dude, let me call. Because she was, like, hanging out with, like, her really good friend. And he was like, I feel weird, like, pulling her away. Because, like, I'm shy. Oh, yeah. And so I was like, dude, let me help you out. So I went, and uh, I was really short and, like, you know, looked pretty uh, pretty lame. And so I was able to convince the lady selling roses to give me one for free. Uh. <laughs> so I fucking got it. And I uh. went, and I, no, and I, and I ballsingly went over to her friend. And I was like, yo, you want to dance with me? And the friend right. was like. you had nothing to lose because you didn't care. Right. And the friend was like, holy shit. Yeah, let's do it. And so we danced. And that was, like, the perfect, like, moment for him to, like, ask that girl he liked to dance. And that was the night Seth, Seth, uh, <laughs> Seth lost something. Yeah, I lost that rose. Yeah. Where'd, where'd it go? The rose is lost. Sucked. Anyway, um, dude. Honestly, like, while I was listening to this to this song, I actually thought of two other things that made me laugh, and neither of them were related to the song. Yeah. <laughs> the first thing I thought of was actually back to the song. I'm going to pull a Josh here, and I'm going to reference something about the song that we already reviewed tonight, but okay. I'm going to reference it in a song that we're currently reviewing. Um, I forgot about the fact that in Havana, Young Thug fucking mentions... Uh, uh, laying the bacon on him. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Which is like, I think you're conflating your 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 sayings there, because like normally you you bring home the bacon, or like you 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 lay the the bread, or I don't think you've laid the bacon. <laughs> you know. No, well he lays the bacon. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, hey baby, I got all this grease on me just for you. It's yeah. So nice and bacony. <sighs> The grease is just simmering over my nipples. <laughs> you see how hot this chest is? The bacon sizzling just for you. Right. That's basically it. Um, uh, the other thing I thought of, <laughs> other than that, was that so so we've been playing these songs off of Spotify, and when I when I searched for "perfect" <laughs> in the search bar, it came up with this song, but right below it was "perfect" by Simple Plan. Okay. Uh, and it was on the album No Pads, No Helmets, Just Balls. <laughs> and when I pulled up this song, for some reason in my head, I just just I just kept couldn't get over the fact that it was like dot 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 just balls. Dot dot dot. So I was like listening to the song and I kept having like the just balls flashing across my mind. Um, Speaking of balls. Um, so a, a while back, I want to see where this is going. <laughs> a while back, I uh-huh. I posited the query of uh-huh. where did balls to the walls come from, and I found out that it's um, did you? It's an aviation reference. It's a airplane or plane oh. thing. The uh, there's a certain throttle that's like circular ball like, mm-hmm. and when you just crank it all the way up to like the wall of the panel. It's like oh. you fucking, you know, it's like going ham when you're flying, basically. Wow. Yeah. Balls of the wall. So it wasn't sport. It wasn't genitalia. It's airplanes. It's airplane. Damn. Yeah. That's like super Top Gun of them. Yeah. That's pretty great, man. I've never seen that movie. You've never seen Top no. Gun? 
What? I've, Come I'm, on, man. I'm missing out on the American dream. <laughs> you are. You really are. That's probably... I feel like every time I watch that movie, my patriotism just, like... Just gets the better of me every fucking time. You know what it is? Is it's just to- it's just Tom Cruise being in a plane, and like, you know, actually that's a total lie. You know what it is, Josh? You know what it is? It's fucking Danger Zone. That song is one oh, okay. of it's one of the greatest montage songs, basically ever written by man, okay. or or woman or anybody. It's the best. It's basically the best montage song ever written. Right. Second only <laughs> to "You're the Best Around" from the Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> I think those two are tied. I love Karate Kid. Oh my Dude, god. Dude, right? That's a great movie. Oh my god. Um, but no, Danger Zone <laughs> is just, it's the fucking best. It's Kenny Loggins. Have you ever seen the music video for Danger Zone? No. Oh my god. It's literally, okay, okay. Let me let me paint this oil pastel of a painting for you in your mind right now. Uh, basically, so it's it cycles between, you know, two different narratives. One is the movie because it's, it's a soundtrack to the movie. But the other is Kenny Loggins. And he's in this empty bedroom, right? Like, obviously, like, in a hotel or something. And, like, he's got the full beard. Full beard, curly hair. He's got the whole, like, 80s jam. He's wearing his aviators because it's for Top Gun. And he's just in this room just singing to nobody. But he's, like, going he's going <laughs> balls to the wall. And there's just, like, these moments where, like, he'll sing, like, Highway. And, like, he'll get really into it. And he'll, like, fall back on the bed. Danger zone. And it's, like, the fucking greatest thing ever, dude. He's, like, so into it. It's just... When you see that, like, even though it's so ridiculous, you're like, God, this is so awesome. Like, there's nothing that could pull me out of the high I'm getting from listening to this song right now. It's just, it's just so great. I would recommend it to anybody who's having a bad day. It's like, puts you in work mode, like, instantly. It's so great. Um, also it inspired, like, a thousand Archer-based memes, so you know there's that. What? Danger zone. Anyway... I guess the conclusion is Ed Sheeran, perfect, pretty average. Yeah, far from perfect. Quite far from perfect. I, I'm, I'm actually really, if the songs keep up like this, I feel like our rankings tonight are going to be super hard. Yeah, today, it's this is the worst start I think we've ever had. It's the, it's the alternate reality where every song is a background song. Yeah. I kind of wonder what's next because, again, like, I, I just don't know. It could be anything. I'm hoping for something. Oh, it's a Post Malone song. Okay, 35. Uh, congratulations, Post Malone featuring Quavo. Um, we liked his song that we reviewed last time. Yeah, overall, I, I thought it was one of the more... It was more thought-provoking than most. Totally. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I'm hoping and praying. Come on, Post. Give it to us. Solid triumphant trap. I uh, <clears throat> I couldn't make out the words too good when I was listening <laughs> too well. Okay, um, that's that's understandable though. So I was like, but I was, I wasn't trying honestly too mm. too hard to make them out. They were kind of hard to make out, but I wasn't trying because I I was engrossed in the music. I yeah, the music was fairly interesting to me. Yeah, totally. I liked the chords and the and the like, the the bass line mm-hmm. over the chord and the on the right speaker. Mm-hmm. And like the melody, and it just—it felt like you're kind of like at a party near a pool, and you're like mildly drugged up in this euphoric state. I feel that. And like, I kind of liked it. And then the there's this high like synth or, or whatever it was on the left left side, mm. and it was like I loved how it would bend down. They would just sort of slide down, pitch yeah, because it made me think of like. Um, we're in the vibe, and then it's, like, slowly, once, it's, like, keeps sliding in and out of, like, sort of chaotic, mm-hmm. you know, like, senseless vibe. I, I, I had a better way of describing it, but I'm distracted because, uh, some outside factors right now. <laughs> <laughs> you can roll your window yeah. up, maybe that'd be easier. Uh, 
Or are no, you, it's not good. Are you it's chilling not good. it? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I, it's, I, I really thought the production in this song was really interesting. It almost felt yeah. like... It felt like I was, like, I was wading through, like, a fog, you know? That's how right. it felt to me. Like, yeah. like the way that there was this synth that was in the back, and it kind of had this, like, sort of, like, grind, like low grindy noise... That's the best. That's the best way I can describe it. It sound. It sounded like I was literally like, like listening to Post Malone through like a fucking haze of like weed fog, you know, and like general like drugginess. It was. It was really. I, I thought that was really cool, and I remember being impressed by the production on the other song that he did too. Right. Um. I also like. I don't know. I kind of like. It's interesting because like the theme of this song is very similar. To the theme of thunder, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, same lyrical, right? Same lyrical content of like you know they didn't say it could be anything, and then I was something, and now everyone's like, oh shit, yeah, I worked hard, now yeah, and yet somehow in this song I got way more sincerity out of it for whatever reason. I think because a the the song itself, like production wise, was a lot more interesting, and even though Post Malone had sort of this like low kind of kind of flat delivery it still spoke to me like there were moments when he was like talking in his delivery and uh, just certain word choices that he used um certain ways that he would like emphasize stuff the other thing too that i really liked is the fact that there was a really extensive use of harmonies in this song like vocal harmonies mm-hmm. and that was super cool because i feel like that's something that you don't i mean in the rap game there's always the joke of like Oh, you can rap, but don't try to sing, like, cause. <laughs> but, um, but, dude, the the vocal the vocal harmonies on that chorus, especially, were great. Like, I thought they really added, and especially because they were so smooth, I feel like it really added to like that like kind of hazy sort of sort of like hypnotic vibe that the rest of the song had going for it. Yeah, I think that Quavo's verse was good. I don't think it was anything special or, like, anything to write home about, but, like, it did its... It was, like, a good, like, utility verse. Like, it did its job, you know? Yeah. Um, the one thing that I super laughed at, though, like, while we were listening, is that, uh, it was the second chorus right before Quavo's verse, and, uh, Post Malone does the, uh, the everybody say congratulations, and then in the back, Quavo, like, does the ad-lib of, like, congratulations, but he fucking does it like uh, he does it like a like a like he's got marbles in his mouth, <laughs> like when he's, he's like war war. <laughs> so fucking funny. I like. I don't know if that was intentional or if he just messed up that that take, and they were like, you know, that's fine. Uh, um, you were eating while we were recording. Of, so speaking fine. of silly ad libs, or yeah, yeah, I am. I just. I'm slightly annoyed. Like I don't see any purpose to the whole like, <laughs> like that whole like. You see, Josh, you fi- so you've reached. You've finally gotten to my level. You've finally yeah. gotten to my level of like ad libs are so obnoxious and dumb. They're in every song too, right? Like they're in- yeah, but like that specific one, it's like <sighs> the the phone ringing ad lib. Yeah, <laughs> it is really obnoxious. And well, you know why? It's because he used it twice in the same verse in this song, so it like drew attention to itself. I think more than the other ones, maybe. It's not funny. It's not. There's no emotion. It's just. It's just random and like stupid. In my opinion, yeah. It's almost like he's writing the verse so that he can like write a, a write a line about a phone so just so he can make that noise. Like once a song, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just yeah. I mean, this isn't as bad as Rake It Up, wherein the joke the joke was that every single person on that song had an had a rolled ad lib somewhere in their verse. Right. Whereas in this song, you know, it's just Quavo and he just does it, and but he like doubles up on it, which is like <laughs> I don't know. It's very noticeable, um, and yeah, it kind of kills the vibe, honestly. Because, like, the rest of the song is very chill and, like, down low. But then he fucking does the, like, and it, like, really kind of throws throws off the vibe, in my opinion. Um, you look like you're thinking. Not really. I, I mean, it's, like, I feel like that could be done in a funny way. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they probably didn't want to insert humor. But, like, there, there's no other, there's no other purpose I can see to doing that other than it being funny. Yeah. And it wasn't funny, so it was just a total fail. Also, like, this isn't really the song to do that on, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not... It doesn't really have, like, a goofy vibe. Yeah. 
Right. Like, there's other songs where, like, you could totally throw that ad lib in and it would be hilarious, but, like, this isn't really... I don't know. I, like, I feel like the I feel like the phone ringing sound effect in general is more like if you're trying to tell, like, a story, or if you've got, like... If you've got, like, a song like, you know, um... Like, Just a Friend or, like, Holiday Inn or, like, a song that has, like, a right. very distinct narrative where it's, like, point A to point B to point C to point D. And, like, if someone calls you on your phone, you can make that sound effect and, like, that would be funny and charming because it, like, fits in with the narrative. But, like, here it just kind of, like, it kind of just interrupts the flow of the rest of the song, in my opinion. Even though it's so short, I feel like it's still, like, obnoxious enough. Yeah. It's like a mosquito buzzing around your head that you, like, can't quite swat. Yeah, or just, like, misplaced white noise or something. Yeah, it's exactly. Just, like, get it out of there, man. Yeah. But, no, overall, I mean, I... I actually really liked this song um, much more than the other two so far. Yeah, I liked it a lot more than the other two. Yeah, which is cool. Like, you know, this is, like, the second song by Post Malone that I've actually found myself enjoying, um, which is kind of surprising, because, like, again, I didn't really know much about him beforehand, but um, it seems like he makes some good stuff, so maybe he'll have other songs down the line. Maybe we'll listen to those two, but only time will tell. Uh... Shall we shall we move on to the Keep Rocking in the Free World? Keep rocking in the free world. Who does it? Uh Nardwar. Keep on rocking in the free world. Right? Oh, no, you mean the song? Keep on Neil Young, rocking right? in the Neil free Young. world. Was that Neil Young? Dude, Neil I'm pretty Young. sure Neil Young sings that, yeah. Neil Young is so good. Wait, actually well, I love Neil Young, yeah. Do you have like a favorite Neil Young song? Um one of them is Out on the Weekend. Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That's that's one that's a song, one of a handful of songs that if I sit down and attentively listen and like open myself to, I cry almost every time I hear that song. Really? Yeah. That's a great song. That song gets me. Honestly, like, Hurricane is really great. I think that might be one of my favorite Neil Young songs is Hurricane. Or Like a Hurricane. I don't know the official name. But... It sounds like you're mixing up Bob Dylan songs. No, I'm not. I swear. <laughs> I swear to God. Um, yeah, go on. It's like, um, it is Neil Young. Rocking it is Neil Rock. Young. Good call, man. Uh, yeah, it's a great song. Um, well. Yeah, dude. I'm. Uh, you feeling? I'm. I'm the lonely boy out on the weekend, dude. Just trying to make it pay. <laughs> trying to make it pay. Can't relate to joy. Try to be. What was it? Fuck, I can't remember the words. Oh, shit. Tries to speak and can't begin to say. Like, everything about the, the words and the music and the harmonica, like, mm. it just hits me really hard. I feel like you're a big fan of harmonica, huh? I don't, I haven't thought about that. Maybe. For, lo- for sure in that song, yeah. Because it seems like a lot of the bands and artists that you, li- that you like and listen to all have harmonica in them. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, it's not a bad thing, I just, I wouldn't say that. I can't think of anyone, really. I'm also not saying, like, all artists you listen to have harmonica, but, like, a lot of them do. Like, Bob Dylan definitely does. Neil Young definitely does. Yeah, those are the only two I could think of off the top of my head. There's, uh, you know... Oh, my God, the the harmonica... (laughs) Speaking of harmonicas that kill me. Yeah. The the harmonica in Girl from North Country by Bob Dylan... Yeah. That fucking kills me, dude. I swear to God. It's, like, the whole song, you get this total emotional story going on and then the very end the harmonica slowly like crescendos into this like sustained high note oh man that's just like beautiful and sad over the chords amazing song sad harmonica huh yeah it's cool girl from north country the end of that just kills me every time the harmonica comes in look it up it's beautiful yeah cool man well Shall we move on? Yeah, let's, let's go on to a song that will not... Is this the last song of the night? This is it, man. Damn. I feel like we've been plowing through these, but I guess because the, there hasn't been a lot to talk about with them, honestly. All right, last song. It's by Khalid. It's called Location. It's Seth who finally realizes. <laughs> that there is no there is no redemption from this episode. Oh, man. Okay, well... No, no, no. Uh, you got the joke. Like, your description of how, like, Seth finally realizes that Khalid and Khaled oh, yeah. are different people. <laughs> different people. Yeah, that was yeah. a real... That was a real realization. Location. Wait, what was the other song Khalid did that we reviewed? Uh, Young, Dumb, and Broke. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot. Okay. Which, again, like, that song was fine. It wasn't young, but it was fine. You know? He actually is young. We made a joke that he wasn't young. He is young. Wait, really? Yeah, he's like 19 or 20. Really? Yeah. So he, like, basically is a high school kid, then. Yeah. Damn. Well, the more you know, and knowing is half the battle, or something like that. Yeah. All right, cool. Let's do it. Location. Send me your location. Let's ride the vibration. 
hard to know for you I don't wanna fall in love off a subtweet So let's keep personal I got a lot of cool spots that we can go Tell me what's the move and I got you I'm only acting like this Cool, so like what'd you think of that, Josh? It was my favorite by far Yeah? By far, yeah Yeah, it was a cool song I like. Oh my god! I just the music. I love the music. I love that like, like palm muted staccato guitar sounding. Yeah, it was a really unique noise. Breaking the chords. I love the chord progression. I love the bass. Um. The the percussion, the rhythm, the rhythm aspect was like kind of sparse, but it was very interesting. And like, yeah. it wasn't distracting, but it was interesting. It changed things up. Like, I really liked when the yeah, it was yeah, I liked when the beat dropped because it was like yeah. it dropped, but in and yet it wasn't super in your face because it was just the bass that dropped, but like nothing else really dropped super intensely. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that I was engrossed. I was engrossed and paying attention and just bobbing my head. Yeah, and, like into it, man. Totally. It really, um, it really created like an, an atmosphere, you know. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to find the right word to describe like the feeling, but uh, I I can't right now. But I, I'll just skip over to his vocal delivery. It was like mm-hmm. there was something like it's it's it sounded like a very relaxed voicemail. It was like kind of intimate. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. A relaxed voicemail and like yeah, yeah, it was fucking dope, man. Yeah, I was into it. Was, it. Yeah, the the guitar kind of that. What what did you call it? I call it like he's like raking the chords. I don't know if it's yeah, slower, like really fast arpeggio chords. It was almost like uh, like harmonics, right? I think it was just palm muted. Oh, it, it, did, it did sort of sound a little bit like a palm muted harmonic, but I think it was just palm muted. Okay, cool. it might have been a synth that just has a similar sound, but yeah, no, I was into it, and um, I think as far as lyrical content goes, like it was basic, but I think that it like the song itself was kind of sparse. Yeah. And so I think that the the fact that the idea was kind of singular was um, I don't I don't think it took away from the oh, song. I, at lo- all. I really like the line. Let's ride the vibrations. Yeah. It's like fuck yeah, dude. Is <laughs> every like existence is a fucking vibration, man. You fucking feel it. You just ride it. Oh wow. What do you want? Oh wow. When you're with the lady that you're uh, falling for. Getting deep over there. Yeah. Dude. That's a, that's a line that I'd thought of a while ago. <clears throat> Like, like you thought of it, and then um, oh, it's like Khalid a, stole a, it. an old song. Existence is vibrations. It's, mm. it's like a throwaway line. I, I ended up not using in a song. But yeah. uh, well, sorry, you shouldn't have thrown it yeah. into the recycle bin because uh, Khalid took it and used it in his song. It's fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's like you're just sort of dating, and then they're dating, and it turns into oh man, I get, have certain feelings. That maybe the person wasn't prepared or expecting. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, man, that music and every and then like the end. I wasn't sure if the end was gonna be a bridge. And oh, then, like, I, the end was my favorite part, honestly. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, dude. It was it was cool that it was like since like, yeah ethereal or fucking whatever. I think it's pretty ballsy to release this as a single, you know, because it really doesn't have a lot of a lot of things that other pop songs do. Like it doesn't have like. It doesn't have, like, the throbbing rhythm that the fast-paced one does, and it doesn't have any of the trap influence that any of the other, like, kind of slower-paced songs in the top 40s do. Um, it's very sparse and minimalistic, and, like, there's a lot of, like, unconventional sounds in it. Um, so I'm really, I, I'm really surprised that it was released as a single, but I'm really happy it was. Yeah. Because it's totally, it's, again, you know, I think when we're going over top 40 songs, one thing that we appreciate anyway is just songs that stand out like songs that really make like a strong impact um and this was a song that totally stood out among the background music we got from definitely the first two tracks yeah this this was of all the songs we have reviewed this is like probably top five wow yeah that's a that's a bold claim yeah damn I don't, you know, that's actually a good question. I don't really know, dude. Honestly, we've reviewed so many songs at this point. I like, I couldn't even begin to make a top five. I would really have to think about it more. Honestly, the only the only ones that pop in my mind right now are um, Kendrick Lamar, Bruno, mm-hmm. and then Bruno Mars with "That's What I Like." Yeah, and this one. Those are the three that pop out. I would, I would say, you know, maybe we differ on it a little bit. I don't think I like 
this song as much as you do. I definitely appreciate it. I don't know if it would be in my top five, though. I mean, I'd have to look at the... Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, this was a really good, good song. I, this was another This is another song where, again, I wasn't expecting much, you know? Yeah, same here. Because Young, Dumb, and Broke was like... It was I. I, uh, I was like, yeah, that was, that was okay. This was, like, so much more enjoyable for me. Yeah, and I, you know, this this actually sounds more like a deep cut off the album, so I would really, this actually would convince me to listen to Khalid's album and be like, I wonder what else is on there, if there's songs like this. Yeah, same here. I almost feel like Young, Dumb, and Broke, in contrast, is sort of the song that he wrote, like, to fulfill, like, contractual obligations and be like, okay, I guess I gotta write a pop song, let's do it, and then he did. Yeah. Even, even indie labels do that. Oh, I'm sure. Sometimes yeah. they'll be like, like uh, Mac you, got, De- Mac you, gotta, De- you gotta write your hit. Yeah, or yeah, or they just um, one example, Mac DeMarco. Mm. Oh yeah, I love for, Mac DeMarco. Uh, for his record Salad Days. Which yeah, is, yeah, yeah. I love that album. Mm-hmm. It's a great album. Um, the label was like, hey, I think we need one more upbeat song. Oh really? Yeah, it was like so he got that pressure from like an indie label, oh, Capture Tracks. Oh shit! And he was like, oh, okay, and like he went along with it, and he wrote um, "Let Her Go." Oh, that's a great song. Which though. was like the lead single, yeah, and it's like one of the it's a I great song. song a lot. Yeah, dude, yeah, Mac DeMarco. <laughs> I, he's such an interesting figure. I love like watching interviews with him and like just yeah. seeing him like be alive and like live and interact with interviewers like it's he's so fascinating um anyway okay well so yeah rank him up rank him up rack him up rack him up rack him up you or me first uh you know what let's do me first because i think you did first last time wait oh i don't remember it's fine it was me i don't mind you should uh go. no you should go first All actually right. do it okay so it's this song location okay then post malone is number two okay then have havana havana <laughs> havana is number okay. three okay and then my least favorite was forgot i forgot the name of it uh perfect i think yeah perfect that was my least favorite you know thinking about them you know what i'm actually having a really hard time between this one and the post malone song to be honest although when i think about it a little more i do think that this song just barely edges out post malone simply because of the instrumentation and the and like just what is going on on like a on a deeper level in the song as far as like production wise the production on the post malone song is really great and that's why i thought it was ranked so high <clears throat> and i also <clears throat> and honestly i also thought that the <laughs> what <laughs> when, you, when you're clearing your throat it made me laugh <laughs> one just because i thought it was funny but uh, it also uh-huh. reminded me of um Back in middle school, when a lot of the boys' voices were cracking and changing, <laughs> we, would, uh-huh. we would make jokes that, like, uh, okay, so Alan, some, one time in roll call, they're like, Alan Drutt, and he's like, here, <clears throat> here, and he clears throat, <laughs> and then we made a joke, like, like how embarrassing it would be if, like, your voice cracks, and your voice cracks again while you try to clear it, so it won't crack. Oh, no. It's like, it like, here, <clears throat> <clears throat> I can't do it as well now, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you know what dude you joke about that shit yeah. but that was real for me yeah I, my voice still fucking cracks it's awful i'll be like <laughs> i'll be talking to somebody i'll be like yeah you know this is a really serious issue that i feel really strongly about and <laughs> strongly oh about. god <laughs> no um yeah dude that happens to me all the time it's a real struggle <laughs> it's fucking it's hard it's hard out here for us voice crackers mm. it's like a it's like a nutcracker, but instead of cracking nuts, it cracks voice boxes. <laughs> Vocal cords. Damn. It's pretty metal. I was like, I'm, I can't help you with that one, man. You're on your own in the ocean on that one. God, yeah, you know, I, I think that I would rank this one above the Post Malone one. I might change my mind later, but just because, like, well, uh, that's the problem, though, is that after I listen to this song, I don't know if I'm going to remember it that well. You know, like, I like what was going on in the moment, but I think when I leave and I, like, get in my car, like, am I going to remember this song? Versus, like, the po- versus like the Post Malone song, I definitely remember, for sure. Hmm. 
for whatever fucking reason. I, I honestly don't know why, but I, something stuck out about that song a little more to me. But it also might have been just, like, my preference in what I was hoping was going to happen in tonight's episode, which is that we're not going to get all background music all the time. But, no, I mean, I think that I think that Khalid makes a really strong point for himself in this song. I think I would rank it number two, though, under Post Malone. I think that's my final answer. Okay. And then um, three would be Havana, four would be Perfect. But in Another World, Havana would probably be last. Um, I think I think Havana would probably actually rank pretty closely to to Perfect. I think that Perfect had its... We, we, we kind of shat on it tonight, but I think it had its moments of, like, greatness. Um, I just don't really think it was that compelling of a listen, you know? Right. But I think it had its moments, you Wait, know? So you're, you're sort of wrestling with Havana or Perfect? I don't think I'm wrestling. I think, I've, I, think I know that Perfect would be last okay. in my rankings. Okay. I just think that it does still, you know... Uh, basically, I'm saying it's not the worst song that we've, we've reviewed on this podcast yet. Yeah, it's not the worst. Um, oh, man, what do you think is the worst song we've reviewed on the podcast so far? I mean, we haven't listened to, to the last four, so I, who I knows? I probably don't remember. The only thing I can oh, remember man. is being the... I, I can only remember being the most angry about, or like, actively against um, Believer. Right, right, right. But and then I was actively against uh, slow hands, so yeah, but I don't know. see my voice cracked again, dude. That's I wasn't okay. even mean that. Um, I would actually almost say I get the bag might be. That was pretty bad. It's definitely in my bottom five, one hundred percent. That song was just fucking awful. Um, oh, you know what else was really bad was oh my god, what lovers do by Maroon Five. Oh yeah, that was really bad. Oh, oh man, oh, yeah, man. I couldn't even deal with that. I want to go back to that place. <laughs> I like it's not even that it's like painful. It's just that it's so like it's literally like the corporate machine at work. You know, it's like are the did any humans record this? It's all robots. Great, we're in the future now. Guess I'm gonna fucking get murdered by Skynet. <laughs> well, I still I. I guess I don't have that much of my 40 left. How you doing? Uh, one final big chug. Alright. Cheers, buddy. Made it through another another night of pop music. There you <laughs> go. I like how neither of us have revealed like really what our real musical tastes are yet, which I kind of enjoy. I kind of wonder if you, if listeners will like piece together what we like and what we don't like. Yeah, yeah, probably. I, you know, I'd actually be interested to look back and and um, review all of the all of my favorite picks from each episode and right. And uh, I probably learn more about my taste. <laughs> well, that's probably how we would rank our top, our tops, and our bottoms. In this case, is that we would just look at the right. bottom episodes, right. and then we would just fucking rank those like worst <laughs> to best. And then we'd take our highest and we rank those worst to best. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> the two and three are just kind of in limbo, and who knows where the fuck they'd end up. I feel like I feel like maybe we should do bottom five and top five instead of like our entire list of all forty songs. Yeah, I feel like that would take way too long, and like a lot of the songs in the middle, I don't think either of us really care enough about to even bother no. ranking. No. So um, anyway, well. I'm feeling pretty toasty after this one, dude. Yeah. Surprisingly. I, what's what is the alcohol content? I don't even know. I was actually trying to look and find it, um, but I don't see it anywhere. I wonder is it? Do they have to list it? Is that like a legal requirement? I don't think. Because it's not. It's not I on the label. I don't think they do. I don't think they do have to. Yeah, it's it's not here, dude. It's not on the label. It's not here, man. Where are they? Somewhere else. I mean, still delicious. So. All right, Pacifico. I gave you all. I gave you the best years of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Aw, that's so sweet. Yeah. Are you gonna? Are you gonna pop the question? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, you've left it empty. <laughs> what more could you do I, I for drank, it? Yeah, it's like the Giving Tree. <laughs> I took everything. I took every fucking thing unappreciatively, you know. It's just oh, a stone. Hey, on that note, did you ever read The Giver? You remember I did. the book? Yeah, I read the book. The yeah. book is intense. And then there was that awkward movie that came out with Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks? Wait, no, it was. Uh, uh no, 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 it was Kurt uh, Russell. 
Yeah, Carousel. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, I read the book in seventh grade, and then I and then in college I had a adolescent literature class, and we read it, and then we watched the movie. Damn, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It was alright. Then you got to the movie and you were like, alright, this is like the fourth time I've heard this story, I get it. I'll be honest, I was drunk. <laughs> what? <laughs> you were drunk in class? <laughs> what? I'm one of those people. <laughs> I, uh, like, did you like bring a flask or did you pregame? Or, no, like, my, okay, you I'll tell you, my last, my last year of college, <laughs> uh-huh. I was very much ready to graduate. Oh, and, I, I'm sure. And specifically the last semester of, of my last year of college. Uh-huh. I had um I had three classes in one day and I had and they were they were um they were all like long they were like two two hour classes Oh damn okay So one was in the afternoon and then I had I had one from like 6 to like 8 or something and then like one from like 8:15 to like 10 or 9:30 whatever it was I can't, I can't remember so I'd go to the afternoon one and then Sometimes alone, sometimes with friends, we would eat, and then also, whether or not we ate, we would go to a liquor store, and we would get, (laughs) we would get bottles of juice, and then also liquor. Okay. And we would, you know, it's like you get, like, a four-shot bottle of cheap vodka, and, like, you, you drink some juice, and then, like, you drink some... Liquor and then you then you pour <laughs> the swirl it around. Then you pour the rest of the liquor in the juice right, bottle. You shake right, it up right. and you. Uh, and then you're good. Yeah. It's and anyway, fine. so I was. <laughs> I was drunk for my adolescent lit class like well, almost every week. Damn. But did you learn anything from it? I did. No, I learned a lot. I mean, okay. it's not like I read. I read everything I was supposed to read and. I, I wrote good essays and so what you're trying to say is you're not no a bad one student. ever called me out like no one could even tell That's so funny. I swear to God I'm okay one of my friends that I'm still friends with now her, yeah her name is Allegra uh huh I kind of want to ask like could you tell I was drunk <laughs> <laughs> like, were you just trying to make me feel better because we weren't well because we weren't really like we weren't like obviously I met her there so we weren't friends before there right. And, like, our friendship developed while I was in the class with her drunk. That's so funny. So I kind of wonder, That's so funny. I kind of wonder if she knew. Now you hang out with her, with her sober, and you're like, oh, this is kind of different. Sorry no, that I was cool. really drunk. It's all cool. And like, I mean, not different in, like, you yeah. guys wouldn't get along, but it's different as in, like, wow, I'm not constantly drunk all the time. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, I had my other friend, Hakob, like, he would get, like... He wouldn't get drunk with me every time, but, like, every other time he'd get drunk with oh me. Oh, my God. It's amazing. Not drunk drunk, but, you know, like, buzzed. I, like, I would never get drunk during classes because I was always, like, I need to focus or else, like, you know, nothing's gonna happen. Um, (laughs) but there were a couple of, um, I mean, obviously, you know, there were a couple of college parties where, um, lots of drinking ensued, as is part of the course. I wanna, Uh, okay. Yeah? Uh, one final thing, okay. Okay. The most drunk I got in that whole phase of, like semester oh wait are we doing these stories are we doing the most drunk i got stories no 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 it's not crazy or is this like the most drunk i got like in this setting in this setting okay yeah. okay which is That's not fine. that drunk it's okay just, but the most drunk i got um <clears throat> so the very last class after the adolescent lit was victorian lit and we were reading poetry victorian lit yeah oh, england shit, it's crazy we were reading poetry fuck what were they called the new romantics I can't remember oh okay but um it was like mid 19th century um there was this one female poet mm-hmm. was it Elizabeth Barrett Browning it might have been her mm. anyway she had this poem that was like it was kind of hard to decipher the um the metaphor and like the underlying like thing going on right <clears throat> and I I didn't quite get it when I was like reading it before class and I remember being drunk in class, and we were, like, all reviewing it and, like, talking about it. And then the teacher started asking us questions. <laughs> and I was, like, I was drunk. I was drunk, and a light bulb went off. And I and then oh, I, all, all of a sudden, I, I realized what the metaphor was. Oh, shit. I can't remember now, but I realized what the metaphor was, and I was, like, holy fuck. And then, like, other dudes and, like, girls started raising their hands to, like, try to answer the teacher's right. questions. And they said the things that I thought... When, oh. I, when, I, when I first read it and I wasn't drunk and they said the things I first thought when I wasn't drunk okay. and she was like no that's not it 
Oh, and then shit. I and then I raised my hand and I was drunk and then I kind of went off and like explained <laughs> and she's like yes 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 and I was like whoa. Josh is like, like listen I kind of went off a little bit. Was it was it the alcohol that I'm that like. <laughs> Was the key to unlocking this metaphor, or what? Basically, you had to go on a drunken tirade in yeah, order to get to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes that's how that works, you know. Sometimes you just gotta go into it yeah, a little dude. loosened up, and then uh, the ideas will come to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Well, I think uh, I think we're wrapping up here. <laughs> that teacher. I yeah. think that teacher was like probably fifty-two. I think from Germany. Okay. And. Possibly also an alcoholic question. No, no, no. Okay. I'm just chuckling because I just remembered my that same friend I mentioned, Hakob. Uh-huh. He was like really into her. He was like, oh, he was really attracted to her. It's like super down. Yeah. How old was he at the time? Uh, probably like 22 or 23. Uh, ah, yeah. it's not so bad. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm just chuckling because it's that's it's, really funny. It surprised me. Yeah. <laughs> it took me. <laughs> it took me aback. Says Josh. So. As we've, as it's been, uh, this episode has unfolded, it turns out Josh is the one that drunkenly rambles and makes this last segment like 25 minutes long. See, so, it's not just me, right? Yeah. We could trade off and do drunken rambling sections. It's fine. I was just remembering good times. That's why we're a good team, though, Josh, is because yeah. sometimes you drunkenly ramble, sometimes I drunkenly ramble. Sometimes we both drunkenly ramble. Uh, you know what? We, okay, we need to remember. What? The people want to hear you pull out your angry card more often. Yeah, um, it's really funny. We've actually... So now that we've posted to, like, SoundCloud and Facebook and everything, we've been getting a lot of comments from you guys, and <laughs> a really, like, a main comment is, like, I enjoyed it when Seth got really pissed off at that song back in... Was it episode four? When Niall yeah. Horan? <laughs> and, yeah, and everybody's like, I just love when Seth got super mad, and, like, he should get mad more... Um, and listen, viewers, I will, once there's a song that warrants me getting that mad again. Right. I just, I can't force the, the angry card, you know? I gotta, I gotta make it natural. I gotta keep it natural. Yeah. So, if the next four songs are anywhere near as bad as that <laughs> one, you will be sure to see it. To see the angry card. So, um, you know, I would say, uh, it's probably, it's probably coming. It's probably around the corner. It's just a matter of when. That's basically it. <laughs> um, there was something else I was gonna say. You, you snuck like five burps in that last. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, okay. <clears throat> I wanted to get them out. I didn't want to gross anybody out. I was trying to do it discreetly, but it was um, discreet. Yeah, no one would have noticed if I didn't say anything. Oh, it was discreet, yeah. all right. So no, I wasn't Josh. sarcastic. <laughs> I wasn't sarcastic. It sounded like that, but I wasn't. Okay, well. It's fine. All right, love you guys. All right, um, yeah. I mean, we've been we've been forties and forties. Uh, thank you so much for listening in again. You guys are the best. Keep commenting. Keep liking shit. Keep hitting us up. Uh, we really want to know what you guys think about all this, uh, <laughs> all this buffoonery we have. So yeah, keep tuning in, and uh, we'll be back next week for more exciting coverage. Episode ten. Holy crap! Holy shit! It's episode ten already, man. Holy cannoli! Jiminy Jellickers! Jiminy Jellickers! Jiminy Jellickers! That's right. We're gonna do something fun for it. So uh, tune back in next week uh, and just get ready for get ready for some wild shenanigans. Hype, hype. The hype train is leaving the real. station. Anyway, I'm Seth. I'm Josh. And uh, we've been 40s on 40s. Thank you so much, everybody. Uh, stay classy, and uh, y'all are the best. Mwah. <laughs> <laughs>